what up, regulators? It's your boy, Regular John, and you are now in tune to the Regular John podcast, man. Listen, this weekend, for one, this weekend has been super epic. Um, I've been through a lot uh, through the past uh, 2021, yeah, and um, now we're in 2022. 2022 started off kind of rocky, but we back. I'm back like I left something. Ain't shit changed, but it's kind of, I'm not fully outside yet, but this weekend was a grand step on trying to get back to what I love doing, which is talking to you guys, connecting with people out in the city, and just making shit not regular, just being in not regular situations, so I do miss that, but back to the weekend. The weekend was epic due to the fact of Janet Jackson dropped her documentary, her two-part documentary on Lifetime, Amy, her words, her story, her truth. Now, if you are a Janet Jackson fan like myself, now y'all know I love back history, so I'm going to give y'all a little back history on why I'm such a Janet Jackson fan. If you've been following my Instagram, you probably saw a video of me doing the Rhythm Nation dance, but it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that, you know? I first discovered Janet like... Back when I was, what, seven maybe? Yeah, it had to be seven. Um, my mom, I went my mom to work for for some reason. I don't know if it was my birthday or what, but um, I went with my mom to work and there was a big, like, like rectangular frame almost. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? And I opened a little, um, opened a little present that my friend Sharon gave me and it was... The Rhythm Nation album. And the Rhythm Nation album was epic. I didn't know what it was. I said, Jan Jackson, who is this? Who is Jan Jackson? I was familiar with Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? But at that time, at that age, you know, I didn't discover Janet until Rhythm Nation. Right? So then I move on to the big present. And it's a huge picture of Jan Jackson and her Rhythm Nation. It was like Rhythm Nation um promo picture and it was just like so huge and as a little kid I'm looking at it like oh my gosh and I instantly fell in love right so obviously I was dancing around the house when I was a kid loving Janet Jackson my mom ended up buying me the control tape and I, I fucking fell in love with that so I started off with the Rhythm Nation which was her uh, fourth album yeah it was her fourth album and then I went back and got control, and I've been a fan ever since. But fast forward to today, and also before I even go further, I just want to thank Sharon and Roger for that. My mom's two co-workers that pretty much gave me this Janet Jackson love and appreciation for the wonderful artists that we have today. I just love you guys. If you're listening to this, just want to let you know I love you guys, and I thank you guys because you guys are just awesome. You know, shout out to Shannon. She always gave me the cassette tapes. And shout out to uh, Roger because he showed me the control videos back in the day. So shout out to him. But this weekend was epic because, excuse me, this weekend was epic because, like I said, the documentary was up. And Friday is when part one came on. And if you saw the documentary, you already know, man, Janet Jackson is one private individual. You never know. 
anything that Janet is going to do until it comes from her lips. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't do a lot of media. She doesn't do a lot of interviews. She doesn't do a lot of tell-all. So this right here was important for for all her fans because it was coming from her. It wasn't a secondary book because you know how a lot of biographers, they'll go out and do a piece on an artist from their perspective. This one was specifically from her perspective. And she went all the way back on how she became to be. And if you know anything about the Jackson history, you know about Joseph Jackson. You know he was the man, the force um, behind Michael Jackson 5 and all the Jacksons, not just Janet, all of them. The whole family was musically inclined. You know what I'm saying? And he was that guy that said, hey, my kids are talented. Instead of having them out on the street doing drugs, doing crime, I'm going to put that, give them something productive to do, give them some due diligence. We're about to make this music. They're going to be huge. And damn it if he wasn't right. Jackson 5 damn blew up out of, blew out of nowhere. They took over everything. They were like literally the black, first black musical family to do that. And they're just history groundbreaking. And, you know, as time progressed, of course, they separated from their dad. And then he put Janet in acting classes. And next thing I know, she on good times, different strokes. um, And she's on fame, which she couldn't stand fame. And honestly, I never saw fame. I know what my Janet fans are saying. They're like, how come you never saw fame? I probably need to go back and watch it just because of her. But... I never really got into fame like that. I did love me some good times, though. Shout out to Penny. And she played the hell out of that role. But um, he put her in acting classes, and she was doing TVs. Janet had, like, plans of not even being in the music industry or entertainment industry at all. But if you hear her, she you never said no to Joe. So if Joe had his mind set on something, damn it, it was going to go down whether you liked it or not. His rules, his way, his mindset. I'm gonna instill this in you, and you're gonna you're gonna do it. And granted, at times people can look at that as like you're forcing a child to be something they don't want to be. But he obviously saw something in his kids to where he said, you know what? My kids are gonna be the best entertainers on the planet, and whether they like it or not, they're gonna change people's lives because they are that special. And from a parent standpoint, you know, he gave up his fatherhood and became their manager. And he forced, I wouldn't say he forced Janet, but he put Janet in the industry to where she had no choice. So the first two albums, if you're familiar with their catalog, everybody thinks Control is the first album. It's not. Okay. You have the Janet album. Then you have the Dream Street album. Those two albums are... I would say I love I enjoyed the albums really. You know what I'm saying? Cause there was like in the 80s, maybe, you know, like I'm an 80s baby, but it was like right in there, very popish. You know, she had no creative input on these albums at all. Songs was already written for. All she had to do was go in there and sing it. And her last name is Jackson, so it automatically it was already green light. But the different the thing with those two albums is they wanted her to put up Michael numbers and you know Janet's like a new artist even though her last name is Jackson they just thought oh well she's a Jackson she's gonna she's gonna be the next Michael Jackson and it wasn't the case so obviously those two albums 
fell through the hoops. I mean, fell through. You know, nobody really checked for those albums like that. But, you know, although those two albums were under her father's control. So it was just kind of like, you know, it was it was his image and what he wanted her to be as an entertainer. And she really had no creative input. So I, I felt like listening to her talk about it, she was just pretty much ordered to do this. It was just pretty much traced out for, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And you could tell she wasn't happy with those albums. You could tell she just loved her father and her family so much that, yeah, she's going to follow orders and get it done. Fast forward to her breaking out of her own and doing the Control album with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Now, that album is monumental, like, because the Control album just was her independence album. And it just showed that she's taking control of her life. She, she wasn't under her father's thumb no more. She was, in, um, she was in the creative process of the album. Like, she really just took that hands-on, and she did a masterpiece. That album, from start to finish, is play-by-play, play, a classic, certified classic. And if you don't know what the control, if you don't know any of those songs on those albums, man, you need to smack yourself. Like control, obviously, nasty. Uh, what have you done for me lately? And uh, pleasant principle. Oh, like th- those those joints were so dope. You just you just it just just made you dance. The album just made you dance all day. And even some of the B records, like he doesn't know that I'm alive. I love that song. Um, it's just really, it's really good. The album was very tailor-made for her, and it just broke her out. But even with that success of that album, like, there you go again, the last name Jackson. She was always on Michael's shadow. Because by then, Michael had blew up. He went solo, he blew up, and here's Janet coming in trying to get a name for herself. And they're still asking her questions about Mike. And I know, like, that had to be irritating because it's like, it's me, it's me. Like, she even said in there, she said, I don't want people to buy the album because of my last name. I want them to buy it because of me. And, you know, she couldn't get that on the Control album, but that album went stupid numbers, did stupid numbers, and just it's just a classic, but yet her big brother is Mike. He was the king of pop at that time. She was in that shadow. And then the second album popped up. I mean, not second album, fourth album, which is the Rhythm Nation album. And that album just pretty much smashed a lot of records. And it has seven number one hits on that joint. Seven top hits on that joint. And... That album was a certified bop, too, because it was totally different than any pop album that was popping at the time because she was talking about social injustices. And I feel like this album, Rhythm Nation, is one of those albums that is certified classic because even through the times we're living in now, that album is still relevant. It talked about social injustice, cops killing people in the street, uh, treatment of children, mistreatment of children, um in quality like it it just said a whole bunch of stuff and it wasn't preachy it was like it made you dance but yet you was dancing to some real shit if you stopped and listened to the words like songs from uh rhythm nation uh knowledge um living in the world 
just those all right. Damn, uh, just the list goes on on that album, and it was just it was just a masterpiece. The, the hits on that album was crazy, and it just showed that she was like really was coming into herself, and she just pretty much just was trying to. I don't think she was trying to be bigger than Mike, but she definitely wanted to be toe-to-toe with him. And they said that she broke Thriller's out. It's the documentary says she broke Thriller's uh Thriller's uh numbers, which I thought was really cool. And um, but then again, you know, big brother Mike, <laughs> same old shit. Like she just kept she just kept going. So and then the Janet album, which is uh the most sensual sexual album and it was just the sexy side of her that's one of my favorites too that album was just big but even during that time michael was catching a lot of heat for that kid situation and janet was just like so hot at the time you know she was doing she had the poetic justice going on she had that album out. She was doing she was doing really big things. And then Mike was catching those cases. And being loyal to her family, you know, she linked up with Mike to do the um, Scream record. The Scream on the hit off his history album. And it that just pretty much talked about the tabloids. And if you heard Scream Record, you know what it's about. It's talking about being fed up and all this shit. But I didn't even know that. There was separation in there because of his people that was keeping him away from his sister. And, you know, Janet was going through that. And, you know, she's riding with her brother for the cause and saying, hey, I'm here for you. And they're keeping him away from his family. And that shit just had to be hard. I didn't even know that they weren't even in the same video set at all times. She recorded it. uh, Mike recorded it nights and she recorded in the day which I thought was crazy and I'm just like dang I didn't even know all that was going on because I mean if you look at the video you can tell it looked like they were having fun you know what I'm saying <laughs> but behind the scenes is always something else man and the documentary just pretty much focused on that and what I took from that is another thing but let me, let me fast forward I'm going there's just so much to catch up on I want to give it all away but I'm just really want to talk about those key points. I didn't even realize she had a deal with Coca-Cola. And that was when the first accusation of him coming through was going on. And she lost that deal because of him. Because of her brother. Oh, that's it. No, thank you. That had to hurt. Because, you know, Michael was with Pepsi. You know, he got his hair caught on fire. All that stuff. And Coca-Cola's like, yeah, we want to put Janet Jackson on there. And then that happens. I wonder. You could tell she was going through a lot on that. It also focused on, documentary focused on her relationships with certain guys that she's been with, like James DeBarge, um, you know, and how she had got married at 18, you know, trying to break away from her dad and, you know, how he was addicted to drugs. Then Renee, that was very um, influential to her career from Resignation on, um, at least to the Velvet Road. They got married. She was doing, you know, Janet was one of those people that never really publicized anything. So when next thing you know, she popped up married. She did that shit three times. Like she got married to James. She got married to Renee. And then she got married to that new dude, Wasan. I'm probably saying his name wrong. I'm probably saying his name wrong. 
but um, she got married to him. So she's always been a private person. And each of those relationships, I would say, was very challenging for her. Um, They always started off good. But one was addicted to drugs. Well, shit, two of them were addicted to drugs. And then we don't know about the billionaire because, you know, I guess for uh, legal reasons, she couldn't talk about that dude. So she didn't talk about him too much. But the one shocker that the world is really like, I want to say an uproar, but there's still hope is Jermaine Dupree. Now, Jermaine Dupree lived every male's dream by bagging Janet Jackson. Like... And if you looked at them together in their pictures and stuff and behind the scene videos, Janet looked really happy when she was with him. And it's like, y'all both look like y'all was in hell in love. Y'all couldn't get it right. But then you fuck around and you cheat on Janet? Like, how you cheat on Janet? But I know there's always two sides of one story. She said he was a workaholic. He was working a lot. Now, if you know Jermaine Dupree, he was banging out a lot of hits for Usher. Uh, he had a so-so death label. He was president of Virgin at one point. So he was all around everywhere doing this thing and just, you know, just working, which I get it. As a producer, you got to be out there to see what the next thing is shaking. But I feel like Janet has some parts to play in that too, because it wasn't like she wanted a workaholic, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm sure she wanted time, but damn it, she was a workaholic too, and she's a perfectionist. So I think both of, those, both of them being creative and just being in love at the same time, just couldn't find the time to put that in. But you can even look in her eyes when she talk about him. There's a glow. And, like, she still loves him. And even when he talks about her, you can tell he still loves her, too, man. I just hope, like, like the rest of the world, I hope they they find their ways back to each other. Because, I mean, this dude got a tattoo of Janet on his rib cage. So, I mean, reason why I know that is because I read his autobiography. If you haven't read that... It's really good. Shout out to Jermaine Dupree for that. His biography is amazing. But, I mean, you could tell he loved her forever. So, I hope they can come back. And Jermaine Dupree need to smack himself because how the fuck you let that go? Like, I just don't understand how you let Janet Jackson slip through your fingers, bro. How you do that? Obviously, the documentary goes on and talks about the secret child, too. And I'm jumping here because I'm trying to get these high points. I don't think Janet had a secret child, man. Um, the, the girl they were showing that looked like Janet, man, yeah, she does look like Janet a lot. But I think that was, um, it wasn't Tito. I think it was Randy's daughter or Reeby's daughter that kind of favors Janet. But I don't think she had a secret baby, man. I mean, Janet had weight issues back in those times, but she said she was on pregnancy pills. So I get it. You know what I'm saying? But... I don't think she had a baby. If she did, she they, they held that shit down, man. Because obviously everybody said she didn't have it. She said she didn't have it. So to me, she didn't have it. The most controversial thing about this whole situation was the Super Bowl. Whole documentary was the Super Bowl. And the way she was treated. Because they did Janet dirty with that Super Bowl shit. Because the little nipple show up on the Super Bowl. Y'all start tripping. And Justin Timberlake, at the time, ripped it off. Everybody knows the story. He ripped it off. Everybody's looking at him like, yo, you you totally messed this up. But he went on to blow up and do bigger things, man. And, like, they blacklisted Janet. They disinvited her from the Grammys. 
um, MTV wasn't playing her songs, and that's the time she had did the album Demita Joe, and they they pretty much canceled that album. She had dope producers on there. She had Rottweiler. She had Kanye West. She had a Jay Z sample on there. Like Jermaine Dupri probably Jermaine Dupri did some joints on there. Like it was a dope album, and it would have showed her in a different light. I mean, plus she was at her happiest point. Yet after the Super Bowl, all that shit went down to where nobody was rocking with her, and Justin Timberlake went um, went on to do big things. Now I think what the biggest thing that people are pointing out about it, they said it was a white privilege thing, and they said that. Um, you know, they just left the, just left her out to dry. But you know, I just, as a fan, I haven't fully forgiven Justin Timberlake for that because I feel like he should know better. Because I feel like if that happened, you should have went to bat for her. And she told him in the documentary that, don't say anything. They're coming for me. If I were you, I wouldn't say anything. As your friend, though, like, and as an artist that I is. Um, that inspires me, I think I would have went to bat for her. I don't think Justin handled that correctly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Regardless if she said, don't say nothing, I still would have said something. Every interview ought to been like, yo, it was an accident. Jan Jackson is the greatest entertainer of all time. It was my fault. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't have downplayed it or went along with saying, well, it was intentional. It was intentional because at that point, you're tarnishing a person that has a legacy. And at that time, during the Super Bowl, Michael was going through his situation. You know what I'm saying? So that was a little heavy. And it almost felt like she took another hit for Mike. Because he was going through that. And then her Super Bowl situation went off. And all eyes were on her at that point. So it's like, you were going to stop messing with Mike? Let's get on Janet. We're going to bury one of these Janets. One of them got to go. Because they're that great. You know, and I just feel like the industry at that time just headed out for them because they were so gifted, they were so talented, and they were the blueprint. There was a fan; they were the, they are the family that is the blueprint of entertainment. You know, and they just wanted to go go for them so bad. I, I think that sucks that she was treated the way she was treated. I feel like Justin shouldn't have got a pass. Um, I feel like he should be disinvited to the cookout. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's just, he didn't handle it correctly. And then they was trying to keep her from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which thank God for the internet and thank God for Twitter, man. Them diehard fans like pursued it to where she was going to get inducted into that and it happened. So she finally joined her brother's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that was a beautiful moment because she's just been through a lot. What I took from this whole documentary, and I know I did a lot of jumping because I was trying to touch on high points, is that Janet has been through a lot of pain. You know, a lot of stuff that has been said about her, she cleared up. And I'm sure she didn't give us the whole tea because... She still is private. She's not going to give you a whole entire life. But I felt like there's definitely, it was very surfaced. I feel like what she told us was very surfaced. And if you knew Janet, if you followed her through her career, you knew some of that stuff. Some stuff I didn't know, you know. But I know she's a private person. And I could tell that she went through a lot of pain 
when she was talking about certain stuff because it was just a lot going on of being in the industry that she really didn't want to be in from jump and just having love for your family and love for your father. You went along with that and you still went against your best wishes. But I feel like that was the best decision she's ever done in her life, because now we have Janet Jackson, the entertainer, the icon, the legend, the queen, you know, the blueprint. And without her, there wouldn't be these artists that's popping today. So I thank her for going with her father's wishes and doing what she had to do. Another thing uh, that I took from it is she's loyal to a fault. Even when situations are bad for her, she always sees the good in people and tries to stay by people. She has a big heart. And sometimes having a big heart, which is this I can relate to, Sometimes having a big heart, you get hurt. And it's just how you handle it, which defies you, which defines you, shall I say. Because instead of whining about it and playing woe is me, she kept it pushing. When everybody was comparing her to Mike, when she was coming up, she never really, she never said anything negative about her brother, like, because she loved her brother. So she just, she kept it pushing. You know, when those marriages didn't work out, she didn't play what was me. She kept it pushing. Like when the Super Bowl and everybody was coming for her and assassinating her character and threatening her family and all that stuff, she kept it pushing. Even when there was beef with Michael on set of the screen video, really, and she felt a certain kind of way on how she wasn't able to connect with her brother when she was riding for him during his trouble time. She didn't whine about it. She kept it pushing. And it's just that shit inspired me like that documentary inspired me. It made me love her more because it just shows what a great artist she is. And it just shows that she's loyal and she shows that she's a fighter and defies all the odds stacked against her. And with the name like Jackson and and, and coming from such a fam- famous, talented family, to where everybody ridicules and tries to crucify and still shines at the end of the day without even giving you ammo, like without even by saying anything or addressing anything you have to say, but still pushing it on, keeping it pushing, like that is powerful. And what I just took from that is Janet's powerful, she's loyal, she's special, and she's just great. Um... I'm glad she did this. I know it was five years in the making. I'm glad she did this because the world just needs to know what great uh, entertainer she is. Because I feel like she, when during those times where they were trying to like ruin her career, uh, they forgot that she had such a massive catalog. They forgot about that. And even the two albums before Control, those songs are popping too. There's certain songs on there that's those old on those on those two albums. Are great albums. It just wasn't. Um, it wasn't a control, you know. But she's a great artist, and she deserves her flowers. And I just wish more people would give her her credit where credit is due. She's an innovator. She's an icon. She's a queen. She's a legend. She's everything. She's Miss Jackson. And I just wanted to like clear that up about. I mean, talk, give a recap on that documentary because it really 
gave me a great weekend. Friday watching that, Saturday watching it, and I even watched it again today. Like, I've just been watching it, and I learn something new every time I watch it. It just makes me just want to keep playing Janet all daggone day. So with that, I took my hat to the queen, to the legend. You are special. You are loved. Like, and to all my Janet Jackson fans out there, man, I... We can smile. We can be happy about it because everybody just needs to know that, man. She's she's like the, I won't say she's the last Jackson, but she's definitely at the, she's like right at the mic. You know, they, she's the queen of pop, man. And nobody can, nobody can not deny that from her. Nobody can take that away from her. And they tried to take it away from her. They tried to assassinate her character. Yet she still rises. Yet she still comes out unscathed. Yet, she still is Janet at the end of the day. So, the documentary was powerful. There was times where I teared up and times where I laughed. And it was just, I, I was going through a lot of emotions watching this shit. Because you could tell she was hurting. And there's certain things she couldn't talk about. You know, and it was just like, or she started to talk about it, but just couldn't keep on going through with it. It was just, it was amazing. So if you haven't checked the um, documentary out for Jan Jackson, do yourself a favor. If you're a fan, check it out. If you're not a fan, one of the great Jacksons is still here, man. And that's Jan Jackson. Um, Not discrediting the family because, you know, the family does their thing too. But when it comes to the Jackson, those two, Michael and Janet, they're the ringleaders. So they do their thing. So they get busy. So with that being said, just check that out. It was a beautiful... Um, documentary, and I just keep saying that. Also, I want to shout out uh, my homegirl Coco Filipina, which uh, did she did on her culture show today. She did a tribute to Janet on her show, talking about it too. Um, and me and her always had these debates. She's a Beyonce fan, I'm a Janet fan. I don't want to go all the way into it, but uh, hearing <laughs> what she said about Janet today really touched my heart. So it was really cool, man. And you're going to love it. And I advise you to go out and listen to these, stream these albums. They're gold mines. They're classics. They're all of them, the greatest. So y'all check it out. Check out the documentary. This your boy, Regular John. I could keep going on and on talking about Janet, man. But oof, I'm going to go back and watch it again. <laughs> Before I close my eyes tonight, I'm gonna go back and watch it again. So that's being said, this your boy regular. Peace in the hood. Stop the violence. I'm out. Bomb.